Go! Go, mighty podcasters! Right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Mighty Orbots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm David! Go! Go, mighty Orbots! Oh, the theme song's so good. <laughs> yes, as per tradition, we, uh, we are taking a break from our usual Transformers content between seasons and uh, covering a show that is usually vaguely Transformer-adjacent. Yes. And in this case, it is the yeah. little-seen 1984 obscurity, The Mighty Orbots. Yeah, the... the title song uh the theme song was like i i was actually surprised that it wasn't shuki levy yeah it's catchy oh it's not it is it's so damn ca- it's like um th- there are some other ca- like mask is probably catchier mask, catchy, or, uh, uh, and that is one of his jason the wheeled Warriors. that is also one of his uh, thundercats is pretty awesome. decent but th- this one's really good you know which one you should never look up because it will never get out of your head is the elf cartoon <laughs> Oh, that one I'm not familiar like, with. Oh, no. I, you, you've done that to me before. <laughs> no, I'm not looking that up again. Is it like a thing where they give lyrics to, like, the ALF live-action show theme music? No, okay. it's like... No, it's it, completely it different. It has no reason, it has no justification to be that good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey. Uh, but yes, so this... So somebody wrote the Orbot song. Now it's in my, now it's stuck in my head. Alright, so this aired in <laughs> 1984. Uh, there were only 13 episodes, it only aired once. And, uh, yeah. this, I initially believed this was like a, a dubbed anime, but it is not. Is that, that's correct? It is not. Okay, the story behind this is, um, somebody had the idea of making like a competition to Transformers. Cause this was, they were going to make toys of this. Mattel was. They're actually prototypes that were featured in the 1984 uh, Toy Fair catalog. Mm. Toys never actually happened. Uh. Oh. Yeah. The toys don't exist. But the toys are, I don't know if they're actual remolds, but they're based upon uh, God Mars. from. Japan. Oh, what is the full title of God Mars? Because it's, it's kind of a weird it's, mouthful. It's one of those. Like Super God Master Force. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, uh, Shin Gatai Godumazu, which sort of translates to six god combination god Mars. Okay, sure. Yeah, which, it's a combiner robot thing. It's very much like in the Voltron vein. Wait, wait. But- I actually watched the first episode online because it's on Crunchyroll, and God Mars himself isn't in the first episode. <laughs> I've, uh, I've kind of wanted to set up like a, a quiz website that's Japanese Super Robot or 2000s indie rock band. <laughs> which is mostly inspired by Mars Volta, uh, which is a, a oh, 2000s yeah, indie like rock band. <laughs> it sounds like a super robot. Psychedelic <laughs> furs, combine! Yeah. <laughs> that's a little earlier. Anyway, uh, God Mars aired in... God Mars aired in 1981 to 1982. 60-some episodes from... What was it? Uh, Tokyo Movie Shinsha? Uh, TMS, oh. who are, I mean, I'd say that they're as well known as any, like, animation studio that sort of made stuff for other people. They oh, really? did a bunch yes. of the better episodes of, uh, Batman the Animated Series, I think specifically Heart of huh. Ice, and Ooh. that Clayface oh. one with the crazy animation. Ooh. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so so it was a series, they were going to adapt it, but they weren't doing, like, just dubbing it like pretty much every other anime. They made an American version of it and changed the character designs, and yeah, that one was... of them ended up as a fat robot, which is strange. That was something that I really noticed about this. The first thing it put me in mind of was Kyle Baker's run on uh, Metal Men. Yes. Uh, it's that very cartoony yeah. it's a cartoony style that is not associated with anime at all. Like the human design is very American 80s action cartoon yeah. and not very Japanese 80s action cartoon and so there's this contrast, really. You've got this, you know, the hyper-detailed spaceship art, and it's contrasted with these very, very Western cartoony character designs that you're not accustomed to seeing in that, that sort of animation. So yeah, it's it's weird. I I wondered if maybe it was French. And then yeah, some of the like robot faces are sort of Frenchish, and the background aliens. And that's just sort of the the sort of thing you see sometimes with like, uh, like Bots Master. You know what? We <laughs> should watch Bots Master between seasons one of these days. No. <laughs> May God have mercy on our souls. I'm pretty oh, sure I have it on VHS around here somewhere. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. so. But, you know, I looked it up and I was like, oh, so when they did it in Japan, was it actually like a different show? Yeah, Mighty Orbots is 64 episodes long. It's a different, it's very much like, like I said, like voltron like the character designs feel kind of older. The, the big eyes and things, like guys with sideburns, that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's not at all the same, like, um, I did watch the first episode. Uh, it starts, 80, 1982, giant robot statues fall from the sky because there's a, uh, a bunch of planets in the solar system line up, and there's a baby in the arms of one of the giant robots, 17 years later. Wait, that's, that's Gal Geiger. <laughs> yes! Yes, it is! 17 years later, this kid is named after the place he was found. His adopted parents, who haven't told him he's adopted after 17 fucking years. And his his dad looks like he's his grandpa. He finds out that he's actually the son of an alien warlord who's trying to stop uh, humanity from expanding past Pluto. And his son, his name is actually Mars, and his dad's name is Emperor Zul or some shit. Oh wait, is that the Japanese version? Because I was gonna say none of that is in what I watched. Yeah, none of no. They're two completely different. Sh There's no reused animation between God Mars and M Mighty Orbots. Uh. The, the only thing shared is the design of the combined robot, oh. which that in itself is slightly different, but not like the head's different. But other than that, okay, it's pretty much the same yeah. thing. Also, I have one more point of concern that I would like to bring up. So is. His combined, is the combined form's name a, like, singular plural? Yes. The combined robot in this show is named Mighty Orbots. Yeah, I... That, I can't, my editor brain just broke when I noticed <laughs> I that. I was like, how do, how do you properly, <laughs> how do you properly pronoun that? <sighs> yeah, it's, it's very, because... They're mighty robots who have combined into one robots 
Four bots. <laughs> Just change the R and the uh, O. It, it makes it, my uh, head hurt. All right, so yeah, it's a, it's an issue. I will point out that no, there's very little. Okay, now what we watched was on Daily Motion. Uh, I don't know, yes. David, if you had any additional sources. Uh, well, no, no, I I thought I had maybe like downloaded this at some point in the like ten years ago when I found out about this, but mm-hmm. I can't find that they exist anywhere because it's been ten years. Even if I burned it off of the CD, who the fuck knows where it is? Yeah. It was when we planned this episode. It was still on YouTube. Not anymore. Oh. Wow. So the the version that we watched started out. And it's funny because contrast this with Big O, which we watched earlier, uh, which the opening credit sequence explains nothing except that we have danger. Uh, well, that, that, that's a general uh, di- difference between American and Japanese animation. Anyway. Well, also a general difference between uh, 80s and I mean, that's we were talking about Shuki Levy, who I like have been really getting interested in lately. Uh, who composed a lot of the best 80s theme music, but by the 90s, you know, like X-Men, I think, was pretty much one of the first, if not the first, to have an entirely instrumental opening sequence, uh, which was yeah. his, too. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but the, the version that we watched started with, like, a narrative opening sequence but then went to like a more traditional uh like what am i thinking of uh i'm i'm losing my words now but montage a thematic song a montage, yeah, montage with a theme yeah. song Actually, with a very stuff. exciting i i absolutely recommend looking up the theme mm-hmm. song oh yeah uh, no, after you look up the elf one <laughs> maybe it'll get it out of your head and uh, that narration <laughs> is by uh, legendary announcer and voice actor gary owens uh, oh, yeah, was he was, it? Uh, he was the first, uh, he was the original Space Ghost. Yeah, uh, he did a lot of comedy stuff. He, yeah, uh, laughing. Um, yeah, he was in a ton of stuff. Re- died just a couple of years ago. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him. That's Yes, great. I mean, that is very Gary Owens. Earth, the 23rd century, a time of robots and aliens. And of destruction and terror. Can the Galactic Patrol, defender of the United Planets, stop the evil computer, Umbra? You bet they can. Meet Rob Simmons, the secret inventor of Feisty Ono, Mighty Tor, Versatile Boyd, Elusive Boo, Bold, the master of the elements, and Crunch, the metal muncher. Super robots forging together at Rob's command to form Mighty Torbots, champion of the universe. helpful that it has this opening narration uh again i'm going to jump around to random other tv shows but i decided not that long ago to uh hunt down some kid video on youtube uh and (laughs) and that also the first episode just there is no pilot basically it just drops you mid-narrative and assumes that you picked up from the opening credits what is happening here 
and and that's the same with with Mighty Orbots. This is the first episode, but it is not at all an origin. No. Uh, so it was it was useful having Gary Owens explain all this to us. So that uh, that that runs us down that that little so we can run down the cast here. So and the premise here it is uh, it is the twenty third century. Uh, mankind has ventured into the stars, and uh, it's also the headquarters of the Galactic Patrol, which is uh, that's because of course we it, always it's the are space police. Blind. Yeah, I mean Galactic Patrol is literally what they call it in the Lensman. Oh, and I stuff. and I know that's yeah. big in Japan too, isn't it? Yep. Uh, especially at the time, because they had an anime version of it they did. Yeah, I think the anime was before this, probably. Yeah. Somewhere around there. But still, it's it was at a point where probably the writers were... I will say, and we'll get to this at the end, there's another sci-fi reference that I'll have to look up and see if it was appropriately timed or just a coincidence. I, I looked but, it up. Uh, it is, yes. in fact, uh, that was definitely a reference. That was crazy. Okay, we'll get to that. Oh. We'll get to that. Okay, I guess yeah. I might have missed something. I'll find out later. So, in fact, the premise is somewhat similar to that of the aforementioned Metal Men. Because we've got, uh, we've got Rob Simmons, a uh, boy genius inventor, who... Uh, yes. Of indeterminate age. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be a teenager-ish. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's teenager-ish in the way that, like, actors playing teenagers are in their 20s. Yeah, I mean, he... He's a teenager in the sense that the main character in 80s action cartoons was a teenager. Yeah, he's a teenager the way, like, Spike Witwicky is a teenager. Yes. Yeah. But except in this case, he kind of looks like a grown-up cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Cousin Oliver, I think, was in Kid Video. Ah, uh, yes, he, I believe he was Robbie Rift. <laughs> yes, does uh, does a lot of voice <laughs> acting now. Actually, he was on uh, Robots in Disguise. Oh, yes. was he? Oh. Wow. Uh, you know, maybe I think that came up, and that was what prompted me to look up an episode of Kid Video. <laughs> so uh, this guy, I guess, uh, Robinson didn't have any friends, so he built himself some. <clears throat> There's the first, Ono, who is like a, a robot little girl or something. Yes. Yeah, but she has more of the personality of a nanny. Yeah, she's kind of like his his tiny mom. Yeah. I just well, want you all to know right broke. now that I'm resisting the urge to start singing the ALF cartoon theme song in the background. <laughs> oh, no. So Don't do that. Oh, no. Yeah. Ono is effectively a Pokemon. Like, a lot of her sentences start with her name. Yes, but yeah. she can, like, form sentences, most of which are yeah. about nagging the protagonist. <laughs> yes, yeah. which is apparently where her name comes from, as we learn in this episode, is because she's always saying, oh, no. Yes. And uh, then we have the, the the Orbots themselves. I mean, I guess she is an Orbot, but I don't. she's not, like, one of the of... ones that fight. Yeah, yeah, she's not part of the combiner, but I guess racially she is an Orbot. Mm. Well, she kind of is, because she has, like, an in, uh, R2-D2 interlock thingy when they get in the car and combine. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. So she's yeah. so integral we've got, uh, we've got, somehow? So as far as our team members who form the combiner in the large go, we've got Tor, who is the big guy. They He's... Re they regularly refer to him as Mighty Tor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, he's kind of like a, like a Ted Baxter, Craig T. Nelson type. 
Yeah, he actually reminded me a little bit of uh is it Robot Man from Doom Patrol? I don't know why. He yeah. kind of got the like the the jaw is very yeah, the, the uh, Robot face. Man. Yeah. yeah, he's he's sort of like he, he's very um, Sentinel Prime if he didn't have the giant chin. He seemed vaguely gorilla like to me. Yeah, yeah. And theoretically, I mean, he kind of seems like he's the leader, but it it's actually Rob Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. We're, except for Ono and one other robot, all the major characters, the heroes, all their names come from robot, the letters. Yes. Because oh. Also, because Tor, our next guy Rob, is... Even Rob is. The next one is yeah. Bort. Uh, we, we need more Bort license plates in the gift shop. <laughs> I repeat, we are out of Bort license plates. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> And, uh, yeah, Bort is, uh, he's kind of like a weird put-upon old guy. Yeah. With a speech impediment that's got to be a reference to some specific actor that I can't place. I think he's doing like a Lou Costello impression, like of Abaddon Costello. Yeah, I, I can guess. see that. But he's Except a tall, he seems skinny like dude. He's, he seems, yeah, he's built like the smart one. Mm. Yes, and he he's like the, the shapeshifter one. Yes, because they all have superpowers for some reason. Because yes. it's not enough to be robots. Yes. They also have to have superpowers. And then we, we've we also got two ladies, Bo and Boo. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll get into it, but they are they are definitely ladies. Yes, yeah, they're very much the, the Transformers G1 Fembots design. And the one is very RC. Yeah, they're yeah. really RC. I guess she predates RC. Except I, I was, I will give thumbs up to I the guess. combiner being two, uh, two fifths female. Actually, technically half if you count Ono. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thumbs up there. Yeah, so you've got Boo, who's kind of like, uh, like the, the confident one, and she's got, uh, she's got element powers. And you've got Boo, who is the master of illusion. Right. Which... You said Boo twice. It's oh, sorry. Bo, and, Bo Boo. and Boo. It's confusing. Bo is yeah. the more orange one who's confident. Boo is is the more innocent golden one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't. None of them seem very innocent. <laughs> well, later in the episode, no. Yeah, and then the last one is Crunch, which does not for, for which does not come from the letters of Robot. No, I know. I like that. Also, he I didn't the realize. Guy. I didn't realize he was like an an actual full-fledged member at first because he seems like <laughs> their dog, like their robot dog. And he's got a voice that I don't expect. <laughs> like, I thought that he would have, like, the, the Bill Fager back, oh, hi, guys. Yeah. Kind well, of voice, yeah, but he's... Because he's basically Bulkhead. He is like, very he Bulkhead. Like he Bulkhead's uncle. He's, like, sort of a yes. fatter, little sadder version of Bulkhead who's purple. Yeah. <laughs> But he sounds like a cartoon dog. Yes. And yeah, we can get into voice actors here. Um, and I guess there are a couple other additional characters. We've got Commander Rondu, who is the head of the Galactic Patrol. Who's barely in this episode. He's got a mustache. Is he like a... He's like he a Vulcan elf? or a... Sp- he's, I think he might be a I, Vulcan. Well, the the other character definitely has pointy ears. I didn't notice if he had pointy ears. He, he did. has pointy ears. It, and he's got like... Okay, so he's, he's got like a... Uh, Spock eyebrows too. 
It's definitely that sort of could have stood some explanation kind of thing. Because, yeah, randomly he and, like, a couple other characters who show up are just randomly elf-looking. You know, space elves. It's the best kind of elves. We've also got uh, Dia, or Daya, who is Commander Rondu's daughter and is also a space elf. And she is also an agent of the Galactic Patrol. Yes. And apparently, I guess later in the series, she is like the love interest for uh, Rob Simmons, who we didn't mention has like a He-Man Prince Adam thing going on. Yeah, they're... Where they're, he and the robots have the secret robots, identities. Yes. I, yes. I, why? For the, they're working for the Galactic Patrol. Why don't their superiors know the fuck is... I? That's a layer of, of this plot that I don't know why exists. It's the eighties. You just had to do it, even when it made no sense. Like on He-Man. Yeah. Who is this mysterious He-Man? He resembles Prince Adam, but Prince Adam wears pants, so it can't be him. (laughs) (coughs) Accurate, though. (laughs) That can't be Prince Adam. Prince Adam wears a shirt. (laughs) Confound you. No, it, it, it's just, you have to have a secret identity, even when it makes no sense. It's just a thing. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, I'll allow it. And I, in his case, his secret identity is he wears different clothes, and he stops wearing glasses. And I think maybe his hair is a little different? Yeah, I mean, his secret identity just seems to be himself, but as a jock. <laughs> And they are up against the sinister organization Shadow, which may be an acronym, but they don't explain it. Presumably, oh, sh- oh Shadow is is great. They they're they are led by a creature called, called Umbra, so which yes. means Shadow. So yes. Shadow yes. leader of Shadow. Their base is called Shadow Star. It's a Dyson sphere that's like this broken, rocky, giant planet thing with a star inside yeah. and a wasteland like a- of broken spaceships. It's, it's a like graveyard. a natural Dyson sphere, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's a graveyard. It's it's, it's pretty le- neat. And its leader is like a, a big, weird monster guy with, I think he's just like a head. It's beautifully animated. Well, all we see, like, he's just this giant, sort of like projected glowing ball with five eyes and a mouth. Like a yes. fish mouth? Yeah, it, it kind of feels like, although it never happens in the series, it would have been nice if it got more episodes. It kind of feels like he's um, the Wizard of Oz. Like, that's <laughs> not actually him. It's just a projection. And speaking of recognizing voices, he's voiced by uh, Bill Martin, who also voices Tor. And he it's the exact same voice that he used to play Sam Hain on The Real Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard Sam Hain in so long. I was just thinking like somebody trying to do Dr. Claw. It's very Dr. Claw. It's like an off-brand Frank Welker's on vacation. We need somebody to do Dr. Claw. That's definitely... Surprisingly, no Frank Welker here. Yeah, surprisingly no Frank Welker. We do have uh, Transformers and Hanna-Barbera standby Don Messick. Yes. uh, Who was Ratchet. He was Scooby-Doo. He's Papa Smurf. Papa Smurf. Uh, And our hero, Rob Simmons, is Barry Gordon, uh, probably best known as the original Donatello. Really? Oh. Yes. That's cool. And uh, let's see, Dia, or possibly Dia, is Jennifer Darling, who was Irma on Ninja Turtles. Yay! Hmm. Irma. <laughs> and uh, Bill Martin was also broadside on Transformers. Oh, for like the two speaking 
roles. For, like his yes, two in lives. which he had, I think, entirely different character models. Yeah, at least it wasn't like Skids who had two different voices for his two two yes. lines. He got also some of the very few lines Broadside got were in Carnage and C minor, so I don't recommend <laughs> pursuing any of them. So anyway, we're uh, we're introduced to all this. We get our our sequence, our in- our intro sequence. We get the uh, intro of who these dudes are and what they do. And I, then I would like to say, as a brief aside, that Japan definitely seemed to have a thing at the time with villains like that. Uh, a lot like the I forget the name of it, but the the creature that the Decepticons were working with in Master Force. Uh, is that uh, Devil Z? Yeah, maybe. And the the uh, the the enemy that they had in the Lensman anime uh, was like that yeah, sort um, of shapeless energy, evil mass thing. Gotcha Man. At least a couple of versions. Speaking of, of it, VHS tapes that I kept. Lensman. I thought Gotcha Man had that sort of gender fluid uh, well, Batman looking guy. Yeah, but he was working. He she was working for somebody else. Oh. That was a giant weird face thing, you know. Yeah, display. often the actual like like the Decepticons and Master Force often the the villains or like in Gal Gygar. Yeah. How you had the villains oh, yeah, who exactly were working right. for this weird energy evil entity. Or so. like um like in Shira where Hordak was working for Horde Prime. Yeah. What? But it was yeah. definitely something you saw a lot in anime in the eighties. So there are a bunch of asteroids uh, attacking a vaguely Enterprise-looking ship. Very nicely drawn ship. Oh, it's I mean, and the asteroids look great. This this animation is fantastic, and I guess maybe we should talk about the animation director here. <gasps> yes, David, that's your cue. Osamu Dezaki comes back. Light the I, David I signal. Yes. Before, like, oh, he's so good. He he started like way back in like. He was an animator on Astro Boy and just came up through everything. And, like, his main thing, he's not as well known as he should be. Of course, part of that could be because he's only been in a few, like, really notable series, although they are quite good ones, like Ashita no Joe and um, Rosa Versailles, I think. But some yeah, other I'm things. But, his, but stuff that's, like, not, hasn't come to America mostly. But he's, he was a steady animation director, and his thing was more trying to make anime as good as you could, as much like an actual film as you could, on the shitty budget that a lot of anime could be on. Like, <laughs> like he was good at make, working with every limitation of animation, because a lot of times in the early days it was pretty much just animate panels from a manga. Like, just have it that static as it was in the manga. But he, like, like depth of field and, and moving layers and the the postcard memory shots, which I think I've explained in a previous episode. Look that up. I'll, maybe we'll link in a video to a thing about Osama Dezaki. Oh, oh he's so that good. Was a, that was a big thing in Macross that they used a lot in Macross. And uh, I'll go over a, a few of his credits. I mean, he had some American credits. He did uh, this. He did Bionic 6. Oh! <gasps> I uh, did visionaries. Yay. Well, he was and a consultant yeah, or something. A consultant. Uh, and the, the most surprising credit here is one from back in the 60s, near I assume the beginning of his career. Uh, that 60s Frosty the Snowman special. What? With like Jimmy oh. Durante. Wow. Huh. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, so he's, 
been all over. He, he was working up until 2000 something or other, directing some movies. He Looks died like 2009, and then he died 2011, 2011 of, of, yeah. of lung cancer. So presumably he was sick before then. Probably. Well, also, you know, old animators probably smoked a lot. Yeah, it says he was a notorious chain smoker. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. But he's great. Well, a part of the problem is I, I don't know if he actually, well, directors mostly, they, they like do storyboards and hand off the in-betweens to other people who do the actual animation. And there's a whole level of sakuga, which are, um, I think it means drawing pictures, but it's basically art of animation. People who look up like who animated what scenes. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where to do that or who did. <laughs> oh, there's so many, so many wonderfully animated scenes in this. Besides the opening, the battle of the asteroids, like every action shot in this is gorgeous. Good. Oh yes. So they 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 summon the Orbots from around the globe. Each one is in like a different environment. Very much, um, at least like Voltron or uh, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, 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 it's a Sentai thing, is Five Man Team. That's, that's probably where you get the faceless monster boss thing from. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sentai. Oh, Sentai. So they, so they get there, they combine, they, they smash some asteroids, they separate, smash some more asteroids. It's all beautifully animated. It looks so good. So, David, <laughs> like, does the whole series look this good? Um. Or is this one of those we blew a bunch of money no. on our first episode things? It, it's not that they blew all their money on the first episode. The next few episodes might look not as good, but only not as good to the fact that, like, this entire episode is, like, pretty much wall-to-wall action. Yeah. That's the future true. episodes might have a little less action at the beginning, because there's a so fight at the So it's not like Evangelion, the where by the end they're, like, just taking pictures of their storyboards. No. <laughs> it's only 13 because episodes. They, they didn't have that much to run out of. Because they blew their whole animation budget. <laughs> no. It, it doesn't take that much of a dip. It definitely has that we blew our animation budget on it look to it. It's very pretty. It, mm-hmm. it does, but it, it's still, it's consistent enough. So they, 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 they save this spaceship and it turns out to belong to the, uh, Galactic hit rock band Dracos and Drax. Yes, which is actually just two guys, Dracos and Drax, or Dragos and Drax. I mean, it's a duo. They're like they're the Garfunkel of and Oats of space robots. There, and it turns, and so you know, they get a couple of free tickets to their next show. There's nothing more eighties than having a rock band get involved. This is like I saw that, and I yeah. was like. The most 80s thing ever. And they have some pretty interesting character designs, too. Yeah, they look really... In- I mean, the uh, Drax is... I mean, he's kind of black-coated. Uh, he yes. plays a saxophone. Yeah. yeah, this is like the worst rock band ever. There's a guy with a guitar and a guy with a saxophone. Yes. Yeah, and, and no backup band, apparently. It, it's... But their designs are like overly done. They're, they're, and the, yeah, the guy with the guitar, like Dracos, is is very sort of like Prince slash, I don't know, maybe a little Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, they, they make me think of like their robot versions of mid bosses from a, a, an old side-scrolling fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> and they've also got very obvious bad guy voices, and they are in fact bad guys. 
As it turns out, they yeah. they give away their sinister plot as soon as the good guys are out of your shot. Yep. Oh, yes. Well, they're mu- musicians. Of course, they're evil. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, they could. I mean, they, it, yes. It turns out they are more uh, the misfits than the holograms. Yes. Th- they're cold slither. Yes. Yes, because if you have guest musicians in an episode, they're going to be evil. Although surprisingly, this is not a thing where they are. I mean, they do have hypnotic powers, but that's not their main plot. Yeah. Their main plot no. is much stranger. <laughs> yes. Speaking of things that are strange. However, back you, on Earth, you could connect it to an insane clown posse song. <laughs> oh, and their music, their music is like, it ranges from like somewhere to jazz to funk. And it definitely sounds like it was intended. I, I have to... You know, I have to credit the music person from this episode. It it sounds very like out of tune in the way that artsy, you know, very artsy stuff will be intentionally sort of unpleasant sounding. What it really reminds yeah. me of is was not was's "Hello, Dad, I'm in Jail." <laughs> well, there you go. Like the music from that sounds, and I really sure. love the visual thing where they're playing. Uh, this weird alien rock music and weird light shapes are coming out of their instruments. Yes. It's yeah, and, so and off of them, they turn into glowing purple and gold blobs. It looks fantastic. It's so 80s. Yeah. It's so anyway, beautiful. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back on Earth, our boy hero, Rob Simmons, is preparing himself what looks to be a, like a, a really gigantic hamburger. It, no, it's a Dagwood sandwich that's sort of... Well, Dagwoods are usually along, like, hoagie. Right. There's this the, is more hamburger. Yeah, this is on a hamburger bun. Well, we do... We, we do hear between that we get just a, a moment of Elf Dad talking to... <laughs> I don't know if that's the, the lady... That's the daughter, people. yeah. Yeah. And, and they, she's all, oh... And they know, say Who is this mysterious about, mighty Orbot commander? Yes, and then they cut to Rob with his Dagwood. Yes. yes. For comedic effect. And he's trying to ponder what, what this sandwich needs, and he decides it's mustard, and he puts it on top of the sandwich? Yeah, that's not... Whoever yeah, animated that... this had never eaten a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that that just brings up my thing. Like, every once in a while in, in anime, there's weird things. Like, I've seen anime that's set in, like fictionalized 1930s where they have a hot dog in Brooklyn and there's giant lettuce leaves on it. Ew! Yeah. It is. Sometimes like, like, Japan just doesn't get food. Do they, do they have sandwiches in Japan? Is that, like, not a thing there? <laughs> yes. They, they, have, they have McDonald's and stuff. They should know. Although, they've had, oh, was it McDonald's or Burger King where they had, like, an all-black burger? Like the bun oh, was that black, was Burger King. the lettuce was dyed. Yeah, I think that was Japan. Yeah. Was that that was a tie-in for something? Like, was it maybe for maybe uh, it was Star Halloween. Wars? Was like the Darth Vader burger? Oh, me. I thought it was a Halloween thing. Right. I think they may have done it for Halloween. As anyway, the the point is, I'm sure that turned your poop into like a charcoal briquette. Yeah, that's what I heard. It definitely <laughs> did some things to your poop. Like it just looks like pure evils coming out of you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway so, uh, sandwich. Oh no! Yeah, she uh, she says no. You you've already had lunch. Do not eat this giant delicious sandwich. 
And and he says, "Yes, I already had lunch. This is tomorrow's lunch." He's just gonna carbo load ahead. What? I mean, you never know when you're gonna get sucked into a you know robot battle, and uh, you don't have time to, uh, to have a nosh. That is entirely fair. But he then says that you know if you don't give me that back, I will lobotomize you. You should not threaten yeah, robots they're... with reprogramming. That's cruel. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's threatening her sentience. That was a really weird scene. Especially over a sandwich. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's... He's waving around a screwdriver and he says it works every time. It's okay. like, how often do you threaten to wipe the memory of your little sentient robots? What the fuck, dude? What is wrong with you, man? What is wrong with you? Anyway, we uh, we then cut to the uh, the Orbots who are listening to some Dracos and Drax, specifically their big hit "Rock and Rule." Rock which and I want, Is that a reference to yes. that Nelvana production? Oh, uh, was that before this? I think that might be like eighty one. Uh, eighty three. Eighty three. So, yeah, so eh, that's cutting it close. Maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, there are enough references to other weird things in this that I wouldn't be entirely surprised. Yeah, I I definitely feel like the writers were having some fun. Anyway, and specifically, it is Bo and Boo who are enjoying this, whereas the dudes do not quite get it. Yeah, and they're, like, really enjoying it. Oh, yeah, they have got a thing for Dracos and Drax. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like... There's sexy robot dancing and, and suggestive dancing and suggestive talking about what they want to do to these robots. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're so hip, they're triple-jointed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what What did he build them to be capable of here? He built them look like RC, so who knows? Yeah. Also, I'm kind of curious, like, who built Draco and Drax, and if robots are such a unusual thing, then like, you'd think it would be a bigger deal that there is this robot musician uh, group. I mean, I guess it's how like, humans still build robots unlike the Transformers, but you also have your Cybertronians. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, you know... I think there were some robots in the crowd scenes at the concert. I mean, and nobody's all, whoa, hey, it's a robot! Hands. Everybody's all, hey, yeah. robots, what's up? Pay your ticket price and you can come in. Whatever. We do, we do serve robots. <laughs> we don't serve their kind here. There's no Omnic War stuff going on. So yeah, we we cut to the aforementioned uh, Umbra, ruler of uh, Shadow. Yes. And, uh, you know, we got, uh, we got some evil plotting going on. Yep, this is where we see the whole Dyson Sphere and rock Dyson Sphere. And we get a little narration explaining ah, things, which is nice it. because and and I think I didn't mention before this was written by Michael Reeves, who's written a ton of eighties uh, cartoons, including yes. our former Patreon episode, uh, "The Collect Call of Cthulhu." Yeah. Of- oh, okay. Oh, now we know these are definitely intentional references. Yes, whenever I mean, that's possible. a definite reference to Dyson spheres. Yep. That and- is. Lens that lens. is a guy who has read his Doc Smith. Oh yeah, that That is a guy who's got a whole shelf of Starlog magazine. Yeah, yeah. Definitely had a subscription to Omni. Yes. So I'm I'm declaring Galactic Patrol channels. while a fairly straightforward name to be an intentional <laughs> reference. 
So we cut to Bo and Boo at this concert. Uh, they decide that they are going to go invisible and then uh, get backstage. Yes, Bo talks Boo into using her powers, and Boo is like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And she's like, no, it's it's great. Yeah, but robot groupies. Yes. Yeah, robot robot groupies with benefits, they, they have ulterior motives on their minds. Oh, yeah, they are... It's... This is... Down to robot? Oh. <laughs> uh. So they get they get backstage and they note that uh you know because they have the Pepsi esque logo of the Galactic Patrol on their arms <laughs> uh they must they might know something about the about mighty orbots <laughs> Apparently they know nothing well I don't mean the girls I mean everyone else knows nothing about mighty orbots not the mighty orbots because as we have established Just... the name is a singular plural <laughs> Yep. What do you know about Mighty Orbots? <laughs> I can't deal with it. <laughs> I, it, it is weird. I mean, it makes sense, like, that people outside of the Galactic Patrol military wouldn't know who Mighty, the no, they're not robots the. or the singular robots. Okay, they're just Mighty Orbots. But, but the, uh, why are they hiding it from their superiors? That's confusing. I mean, I think Commander What's-His-Face knows. Uh, the Amazing Rando or whatever. The elf guy? Yeah, elf guy. But I don't think the girl knows. Ha. So, uh, they, they get hypnotized with this music. And then they, they go on stage and they perform and their energies combine to form a giant magnetic kaiju made out of purple energy <laughs> yeah it it's a purple creme zeke that ate godzilla basically yeah magnets man how do they work <laughs> in this show who knows yeah this show really this is definitely a i don't know beast wars level of scientific understanding i'm going to say this is worse than beast wars we're gonna get to that and i'm going to be yelling <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, goody. I may physically transform into Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, joy. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's magnetic, whatever music monster thingy. We'll let that slide. Because it's crazy and we want a giant monster fight. I mean, also, I, thought... I would like to point out that once again, the girls are like super filthy about these, these musicians. Like, yes. They, there's, yeah. there's no, like, slut shaming here. There's a full embrace of female sexuality. No, I, I kind of appreciate that we don't get, you know, a now you know, do not go backstage with these leather pants wearing musicians. Yes. I mean, they do get hypnotized and everything, but, uh, they don't, uh. They don't use that to beat the, they don't use that to chastise them. No. They don't make a moral judgment about that. <laughs> no. No, there's no judgment. Because, like, when they do wake up later, they say, oh, wow, what happened last night? It's not... It's... Oh, yeah, it's not again, like, like they're the used hell? to going out and partying and waking up <laughs> getting blackout drunk. Yeah, how how does, it, how does a robot get blackout drunk and forget... What happened the night before? How do you program that? I mean, it. Why do you program these that? robots? Just work on Futurama rules. <laughs> Apparently, 
I guess. I can definitely see these girls hanging out with Bender. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. There's... Well, yeah, I could see them all. Yeah, Bender would kind of fit in with the guys, too. <laughs> They're so pervy. It's it's amazing, and I appreciate it a lot. So this magnet monster starts sucking up all the metal on Earth to leave it defenseless. So, Earth, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I he's just yeah, well... getting the metal that isn't, I guess, tied down. Yeah, picking up cars and bits of bridges, and the three robot guys who are flying to the concert. Yes. For some Why reason. are they made of ferrous metal? Why would you make them from ferrous metal? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's how they stick together in uh, Mighty Orbots form with magnets. That's fair. That's fair. No, they're they're not jig. They're not held together with magnets. They click together plastic, probably. <laughs> Since they never actually made that to- those toys, we'll never know. Uh, we'll never know. So this, uh, this, the concert ends, and they, uh, they, these guys peace out, and then admit this has been a shadow production. <laughs> yes, I like that. Like it's, I uh, like it's an old TV show's yeah. credits. Oh, yeah, that was cute one. Yes. Oh yeah, and and then the elf lady says shadows using rock and roll is nothing sacred. <laughs> Rock and roll is sacred? What? Oh, oh, and th- there was a line when, like, Tor was flying to the concert, like, he was gonna drag the girls back or something, or so- he says something, and then he follows it up with, he's not gonna take no for an answer. Yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> Bad robot message. Yes. Yeah. A little much. It was the 80s. So anyway, she sneaks onto this ship, she turns off the gravity, and she takes down uh, these two uh, villainous rock stars by trapping them in, like, an energy bubble. Also, we get no real, again, we get no real explanation of who she is and what she's doing there. Nope. She's just, this. suddenly this elf who is their ally comes along to help, who oh. is probably the elf who was earlier in the show. But unfortunately, defeating them does not defeat the magnet monster. So uh, Rob Simmons flies into action. Uh, his weird land speeder thing uh, also crashes into this magnet monster. Well, he crashes intentionally. Everybody else just gets sucked in. Ha yes. ah, it's a laugh. And they figure, oh, cold. Oh, cold stops magnetism. So they Electromagnetism. Fly- electromagnetism. So they... They fly this thing into the rings of Saturn. Now, okay, I would like to point out that they're already fighting. They have already moved the fight to space. Yes. So how is yes. space... Oh, how are the rings of Saturn colder than space? <laughs> well, you see, the logic of the show is the rings of Saturn are made of ice. <laughs> okay, well, here, here's... Okay, you know why? Before Rob because starts they're... yelling, or this is what he's going to start yelling Look, about. Look, all I'm going to say is, around this point, my notes just say HOW in all caps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Rob Rob says he wants to bring the temperature of this thing down to 500 below zero. Yeah. He doesn't say Celsius or Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah, just below zero. The rings of Saturn. I looked up the rings of Saturn. They're, they vary in temperature depending upon which ring. From minus 160 to minus 200 Celsius. And the lowest I checked, that's 330 Fahrenheit, <laughs> not 500 below anything. I mean, the, the actual numbers are the least of our concerns here. The rings of Saturn are not cold Colder because than space. they're ice. They're ice no, they're because they're, they're in space, space and space is cold. Matter. <laughs> yes. 
but it looks cool. Do it. Hey, remember in animated when um, Blur was running on the rings of some planet and that looked awesome? Yeah. This looks awesome too. Oh, so true. This is true. I argue about the numbers, but it looks cool. So yeah, this this freezes hit the monster up. They escape. They combine into mighty Orbots. And then uh, the magnet monster gets chucked into a volcano. Is the volcano supposed to be on Saturn? I mean, I guess. I, also, okay. I would like to point there out... There are no <sighs> volcanoes on Saturn. <sighs> Saturn this... doesn't have any land mass. It's a gas giant. Also, did, during well, this, been, the theme it, song it, has started playing again. Yes. And the th- I love the theme song. The theme song kind of carries me through. Another part that made me angry. Okay, they, they show a volcano, like the crater, a planet. Are there any active volcanoes anywhere in the solar system other than yes. Earth? Yes, there are, yes, there are. Uh, wait, Io, one of the there moons are? of Jupiter. What about Olympus Mons? I forget okay. if that's, that's a, a that's I forget a dead if that's volcano. a volcano. That's I just inactive. remember that it's inactive. the headquarters of the Neo Sapiens. <laughs> but no, there are <laughs> yes. there are active volcanoes on Io. I believe there may be some on Venus. There are certainly none on Saturn. And I, oh, there's oh, one of the moons of Saturn may have. Well, it doesn't look like Saturn. It's a rocky planet. It's clearly not the Saturn. It's something. Well, else. and also it explodes. <laughs> yes. It the the coloration kind of looks like it's Mars because it's it's the ruddy sort of reddish that Mars is usually shown. Although Mars is actually more gray in reality, because every planet in the solar system is gray, every moon because they're dull. But it looks kind of like Mars. They throw the monster in the volcano. It started thrashing around. They take an asteroid, shove it in the volcano, fly away from the planet. It explodes like three times. Yeah. It looks awesome. That's, that's not how volcanoes work. <laughs> it's not like no. sticking your thumb in the hose. Yeah, but it's it's unclear. Maybe this was a small planetoid that was, but why would a small planetoid be that unstable and have a volcano? It, um, although temperature, I guess temperatures in the solar system in this universe vary vastly more than the actual reality. <sighs> but it looks like Mars fucking explodes to me. Yeah, <sighs> the the solar system is boned at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Anyway, so we, we cut back to Earth. All is well. We no longer n- need to know how magnets work. <laughs> and uh, the girls are uh, planning to go clubbing again. And this time they're going to go see Disaster Area. Yes! And what is Disaster Area from? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. Oh, I did yes. miss the reference. Neat. But... That that also confused me because they're going to seek disaster area. They say on Mars, it's like you just blew up Mars. Well, that's the sort of place they'd play because they are the loudest band, the loudest rock band in the universe. Yes. Oh, how did I? I I forgot the name of that band completely. Wow. Yes. Uh, I need to reread those books. Huh. Well, the first. Yeah, first two. <laughs> or first two. Three's okay. And uh, you know they. You know, they they decide. Oh, you know, we we want uh, want some uh, some 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 good guys to escort us, and uh, they they get bored and crunch. <laughs> yes, and poor <laughs> yeah, Tor. Tor is showing off because hey, I'm the big hero torso guy who's colored like Optimus Prime. You want to go out with me? I'm the manly one. No, they take out the the fat one and the skinny one. <laughs> and then after like a minute or so, they they say, okay, you can come to Tor. <laughs> 
will yeah, let come you on. come. come on. We're, we're poly ro we're polyamorous robots. We all combine yeah. together. Come on. They're all one big open <laughs> poly relationship. Uh, and that is Mighty Orbots. And I can't believe I didn't make any Tor Johnson jokes. <laughs> <laughs> eh, maybe too easy. Time for go to bed. <laughs> oh, before we slide into anything else, Jen, did you look at the Brutes link I showed? Oh, yes, we... no, I didn't get a chance to. Well, we it, it's five minutes. It was uh, basically the preview animation, like like. Here's what we want to do for this show. It oh, what the fuck do you call it? pilot? That's okay. I'm sort of uh, like it was the pilot for this. It was called Brutes. B R O O T S. It's still robots misspelled. I am brute. <laughs> and they combine into Mega Brute or Mighty Brute or some shit. I forgot. But half of it is scenes from this. But the character designs of all the robots are slightly different mm. and different colors. Mm-hmm. So the scenes that are in the the pilot, the backgrounds are the same, but everything was reanimated in almost the same way. Like how all the robots come up out of like the ice and, and the ground and volcanoes and shit. They had to reanimate all the robots in that to almost the same. Cause like their faces were changed in the original. They didn't like have mouths. They had sort of creepy holes where their mouths should be, which is disturbing yeah. instead of people mouths, but they reanimated like half the damn thing. For the first episode, it's like, wow, that's a lot of extra work. It looks great, but why? I mean, I was surprised by how close it was. I was expecting something along the lines of, like, uh, the Doozy Bots. That's, oh man, I was totally thinking of Doozy Which was the, uh, for the the uninitiated, it was the aborted um, attempt to bring SD Gundam over to the U.S. And that's uh, that's on YouTube. That's worth looking up. Yes, after you look up the album. Hopefully it's still on YouTube, but it's wow, that, that would have been, that would have been the first introduction of Gundam to America in the 80s. And oh my god, would that have been weird. Yes. Uh, this, this is a much better version of that because it, it fits American style with it going completely ridiculous. Oh yeah, I mean and it's this is very really like this is very much like an pilot. 80s American cartoon, but it's a really good 80s American cartoon. Yes, it's like an it's an 80s American cartoon animated by a high-end anime Japanese studio with Japanese direction yes. and super detailed mechanical stuff. And some pretty decent writing. Yeah. I yeah. didn't realize that it had decent writers. I can't think of any other American cartoon of the era, at least, that was so well animated. Yeah. I mean, you had your occasional, like, Call of the Primitives or whatever. I mean, it's seriously animated yeah, like the opening credits better, but... of any other show yes. that you look up. Yes. Like, you know like, what, though? The, the anime opening is this entire show. The, I can only think of one thing that I've seen... That had, like, surprisingly good animation, and that was when, like, one of the channels on Pluto TV was showing Starcom, which had surprisingly good animation. Yeah. But it wasn't this Okay, good. I guess Starcom was bizarrely good, but no, it was it was just weird. Like, why are you drawing so well for these little cheap toys that are itty-bitty knockoffs of G.I. Joe in space? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is impressive. Mm-hmm. 
I'm definitely looking. I mean, there is no kind of official release for this, and there it it only ever got VHS oh. releases. I think maybe every episode was released, but I'm not even sure about that. Do you know who like the rights ended up with? I think maybe Warner's. Fuck, I don't know. Because it's like Mattel was the ones that were going to be making the toys, so. Whoever they did with it, I don't know. MGM? Uh, Yeah, well, it says it was a joint collaboration of TMS Entertainment and Intermediate Entertainment in in association with MGM UA Television, Hmm. which uh, I guess is now owned by Sony. Uh, UA Television did do, uh, I think they were involved with ExoSquad to bring, to randomly bring up ExoSquad again. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, but it's, it's like, GoBots is fucking available on DVD, but this isn't. How? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess less people know about this because it's only 13 episodes, and it's short, and sadly, Dazaki isn't as well known as he should yeah, be. Yeah, it sounds like it didn't really make it but into syndication God, or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was only 13 episodes, yeah. which is a didn't shame. Didn't get picked up by USA... Well, apparently on Wikipedia it says there was some sort of lawsuit uh, filed uh-huh. by Tonka. Aha! Uh-huh. What? Oh, uh, design. I mean, this is Wikipedia, box. so take this with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah. But it says it was mostly due to a lawsuit between the show's creators and toy maker Tonka, who accused them of basing the cartoon on their GoBots franchise. But <laughs> I mean, but it it. it Fucking Orbot! God Mars! No. Well, I guess God Mars was made by Bandai. Hmm. But they did not incorporate God yeah. Mars into GoBots. Right. No. Oh. So. What? Oh. Uh, but, like, it's so much later, and, and like, isn't Tonka now owned by Hasbro? Yes. Although that may make it even more confusing. Yes, uh, Tonka is owned, uh, owned by Hasbro now. But they never actually made the toy. It's... I don't care. Somebody find out who owns the rights or buy the rights. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, nobody else is using this IP, and I don't know if there's a lot of nostalgia here, but I'm sure they, they could do it for like one of those print-on-demand things. Yeah. Yeah, even that. Even that they would be happy with. Yeah. Although, it's been so long, maybe the original negatives are lost or something. That's possible. Presumably you could get, if you have those VHS copies. Yeah. You could do something with it. Yeah, at least get a cheap, like, there's cheap versions of fucking everything somewhere. I can, I can buy bootlegs of any old common writer show on eBay. Why can't I find a bootleg of this one? <laughs> Shorter, it should be easier to find. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so I think that about uh, that about wraps things up here for the uh, the mighty Orbots. But you know, f- however you can find it, it's worth checking out. Yeah. If you can find the fucking thing. good luck. Yeah, I mean, it's... we we found it online through. You know, it's probably not entirely legal, but it's not like there's a legal way to buy it. So. No. Yeah, and that like, why isn't it on YouTube? Did someone who gave them a takedown notice? I don't. Yeah, when I clicked it, it's like, oh, I think it, it did say, I, was it Warner? I think it was Warner's. Wait, let me. Uh, okay, so maybe Warner Brothers owns the rights now, but they're not 
Don't yeah, that it. drives me crazy. But like uh, three weeks ago, it was up. Three weeks ago, the first episode was online <laughs> on YouTube. Now it's not. It was there for a decade. So check Daily Motion. Right That's now. where I watched it. Uh, yeah. That was up last week. Yeah, the, the quality isn't that no. great, but. Although, hey, uh, who knows? Maybe fingers it. crossed they're taking it down because there is some sort of official release on the way. <gasps> That'd be cool. I mean, that's wishful thinking, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. People love 80s robots. Yeah. So, uh, until next time, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, where we currently have a Patreon set up to help us with hosting and equipment and various other expenses. Uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. And uh, one of your Patreon perks is that uh, for Patreon uh, donors on any um, level, uh, you get a bonus episode every month. And this month's episode is a discussion of Black Panther. Yes. So good. Yes. So so enjoy three really white people awkwardly talking about Black Panther. Just a, just a bunch of Everett K. Rosses talking about the Black Panther. <laughs> jump on in there. It's fine. It'll be fine. So, and please join us next time when we will be discussing, uh, we will be doing an introduction to Transformers Prime. We uh talking about the the milieu in which it was introduced, uh talking about the hub, uh probably talking about Ernie Hudson. Yes. Oh, I will talk about Ernie Hudson. Talking about the Brahma Bull. He is I buff. love this town. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to Lucas. Winston was great. <laughs> uh, Winston is great and the three musketeers are great. That episode was full of wrong opinions. <laughs> I understand the concerns about being pigeonholed, though. I will allow that. This is true. But I also love nougat. <laughs> so, until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Oh, uh, I guess being frozen in postcard memory doesn't work in an audio format. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Now return to Mighty Orbots. All right. I'm recording, and we are ready to go. I'm drinking my... I'm not going to say delicious coffee, because it's just my free Starbucks beans for the week, and Starbucks burns the shit out of their coffee. <laughs> but it's definitely coffee. I like to say that coffee is for people who hate themselves, but not quite enough to smoke. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tea drinker myself. Yeah. yeah, tea's good. I have some nice tea right now with a little bit of honey. I guess I should have made tea. Oh well. Anyway. All right. So yeah, this show. Let's go. Do All right. Go, mighty podcasters. Right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Mighty Orbots go, go, podcast. Go, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Go go go. Can
の暗闇から鮫を覚ましてくれ正義の使者ガイアゴーゴーマックスマグウミをゴーゴーゴー氷の壁を突き破る時が来た6つの誓いが今一つの勇気になる